0: Hey friends, today's on everybody's favorite topic, pain and suffering. And I hope this episode helps you for when, not if, you suffer, because suffering is a part of life, and any preacher who tells you that you can go through life without suffering is trying to sell you something. Now listen, before we dive into this topic, I need you to know that your pain that you're suffering is not a sign that god has abandoned you so often we have the pain of the suffering we're actually dealing with and we add to it the lie of abandonment if you look at the central image of christianity this is not a guy who promised you you wouldn't suffer if you stick with me if anything it's the exact opposite but you know what else the central image of christianity teaches us that no other faith offers is that when you suffer god is with you in the midst of your suffering so profoundly that he actually went through it. Even worse suffering than you could possibly go through. So that when you're in those dark moments where you want to say, God, where are you? You know where he is? He's right in the cross next to you saying, my God, why have you forsaken me? So that you'd have someone to say it with. Listen, he did not suffer so that you wouldn't have to. He suffered so you'd know how to. And when you approach suffering that way, and you see it as a point of union with the God who hasn't abandoned you, but loves you, then you start to see suffering as not happening to you, but for you. Something that God hasn't caused, but has allowed to bring out the greatness in you. And when you see it that way, thank you, Lord. You see that God hasn't just redeemed you from sin. He's redeemed every single experience you could possibly have, even the experience of death so that when you're on death's door someday, you're there with Jesus who walked through death, busted open the tomb and brings us to eternal life. Even in that moment of darkness, there's light, there's victory, there's the love of God blasting into the darkness. And when you see it that way, you can experience joy in the midst of the pain. Uh, A lot of you guys have asked me how my daughter Rosemary's doing. If you follow my ministry, you know that my daughter Rosemary was diagnosed with MS. And I often share her story that. When she got that diagnosis, I was shocked as a dad. It made me sick to my stomach. I didn't know how to process it. I got home, I asked her how she's doing, and she was quiet for a minute. And she said, I'm being called. I said, called to what? I'm being called to be joyful, to be courageous, to be peaceful. And that's not a bad calling. (laughs) You know, sadly, sometimes you only see the true greatness that's in the soul of your kid uh, when it's brought out through trial, through suffering. But a lot of you guys I know have have, have been praying for her since I shared that story, and you're asking how she's doing. Um, Speaking of joy in the midst of pain in life, I'm gonna give you a little clip right now that shows you how she's doing right now. What do you think it is?
1: A boy. All right, all right, let's see.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have a little brother, Maeve. Woo! <laughs> yes! Woohoo! I love you, sweetie. I love you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, so uh, yeah, there's a lot of pain with MS. There's a lot of suffering. It's a very annoying and unpredictable disease, but there's a lot of joy in the midst of life. And I'm going to be a grandpa again, and it's a boy. Woohoo! Yeah! Thank you, Jesus. Before we dive into the interview today, which goes even deeper into this topic. I want to thank our missionaries of joy. You guys make all this work happen. If it weren't for you, it wouldn't be happening. You wouldn't be watching this right now. If our ministry blessed you in any way, shape, or form, would you please be a blessing? Jump off the sidelines, jump in, go to reallifecatholic.com, become a missionary of joy today. We give all sorts of stuff back to you, but that's not the point. The point is that you're keeping this going so we can bless the world. Now, into our interview. I met a kid who was paralyzed just a couple months ago. And I met a a, a girl who uh, has these major like joint disorders. And they live with perpetual suffering, with perpetual pain. And they have a peace and a joy that I've seen in very few people. And I wanted to highlight them and their stories to you today. Um, I, I gotta warn you, this is gonna be kind of a hard episode for some people who who don't have profound faith. It might actually confuse you because they're talking about finding meaning in their suffering by union with Jesus. And I tell you, I, I would maybe offer some other solution, right? Something to, to water it down a little bit. But when you're face to face with real pain, with real trials and real suffering, it's nothing else works, man. Like only the basics work. So I can't beat around the bush with this one. It's faith in Jesus and that he's with you and his grace is going to get you through. Uh, and hopefully the interview today inspires you to follow the path not only of the lord but of these courageous young people uh, who who face all their suffering in life with so much grace. I love you guys. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out. Thank you. Thank you. AJ, Ella Rose, I love you guys and your and your beautiful faces. <laughs> thank you. uh, and I just wanted to to just highlight your stories. Um, I think people if I could sum up all fears and i've thought a lot about this i think people fear two fundamental things Uh, one is annihilation that they'll disappear or lose power influence or stuff and ultimately the fear of death right i I am no more so to speak if you have no faith that's how you see it or fear not uh, disappearing but life with suffering and pain right and when people face those things either some intense pain Or the prospects of death uh, it brings out either the best or worst in them and and i i have i have dear friends who had profound faith who faced suffering and are now atheists that's that's tragic right or people who who went through suffering and became instead of better became bitter and angry Um, and then i've met people who faced suffering and it got worse and worse to where they died and up to the last day of their life they just grew in faith and hope and love and gratitude and joy. Radically divergent paths. There's no middle usually, right? Um, so you guys seem to, at a young age, have have gotten the secret sauce of
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> finding, finding the good in, in the midst of suffering and tapping into that strength to face your suffering. Uh, so I just wanna, yeah. Maybe one at a time, I want want to hear your story. Like what, what is the cross you're facing that? uh, You know, I I was, I was trying to hold back last night asking you uh, because I'm not a good actor. So if I asked you last night and then re-asked you this morning, it'd be like, I'd be like, oh really? Is that what happened? I I don't do that very well. Uh, So tell me what, uh, you want to go who's first? Ladies first. first. What's the, what's the cross on your, on your shoulder?
1: So I was born with a genetic disorder known as hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Say that slower. Hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome.
0: Hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Syndrome. Okay.
1: That's pretty close, Okay. (laughs) Um, which I didn't know it existed until probably two years ago. Um, So it's a connective tissue disorder, which means that everything that is made of connective tissue, like your collagen, it's a little bit messed up, right? Mm. So my joints, all my organs, they're all just a little funny. But this didn't really become an issue, or we didn't really know about it until, like, two summers ago, I think. I got really, really sick. I lost a bunch of weight. I was injured all the time for no reason. I was a ballet dancer. Had to stop that. And then I went from doctor to doctor until finally I went to a geneticist, and he was like, Oh, you know, this is something that you've had your entire life, but, and you'll continue to have, but... um, we wow. just now figured it out. So,
0: so it's, it's, it creates uh, hypermobility, right? Things get dislocated yeah. all the time. Yes. Uh, the wrong weather, really painful.
1: Yeah, that's, um, that's more of POTS for me. It's another thing that I have, but okay. that's a lot less serious for me. But like I have these finger splints to keep my thumbs from being too hyperextended. My elbows are very...
0: I thought those were actually just really cool rings.
1: <laughs> they are pretty cool, but
0: <laughs> they're, wow. they're
1: multi-faceted, yeah.
0: Okay. And I, I only know a little about this because of Matt Frad's wife, a good yes. friend of mine. She suffers from this a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, and then, and then interiorly, when your organs are not kept in place right, uh, that can, I can only imagine what that, it's just a lot of pain or, or just incessant indigestion.
1: Yeah, basically, I have a lot of, I would say stomach issues are some of my worst.
0: You know, when you, when you started experiencing these trials, was there a why me moment? Did you struggle with being resentful? Because um, this is seriously debilitating stuff and it doesn't go away, right? Yeah. This is, and you're young, how old are you?
1: 18.
0: 18, so you know, and it, this is, this is the, a long road ahead, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, what, what, what was the worst that this brought out from you? Like, was, was there a, a, times of real intense darkness?
1: Yeah, I would say when it first started getting bad, but I had no clue what was going on. Mm. No one could tell me what was wrong. Um, and so I would go to church and I would sit there and be like, all right, this is something that's being given to me for a reason, but...
0: You had that perspective right away?
1: It was more of a gradual thing. Yeah. But I I knew that there was a purpose that I was serving for someone, something. I knew that God had somewhere that he wanted me to be with this. I didn't know what it was and I was a little bit upset about it. I didn't...
0: But you you had a faith that there's a purpose in the pain.
1: Yes. It's a bit harder in the moment. Like sitting here now, I can say, you know, it's something that you just work with and move forward with. But in the moment, it's a little bit more tricky. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I had to stop dancing. I had to pull out of a lot of things. I couldn't participate in a lot of events because I would be sick just on and off. Um, but And every day, you know, it's that little bit of grain of salt that you just have to right. figure out. But
0: what, what, what did you think the purpose might be in the pain?
1: I feel like as Catholics, there's a very... we all know that we're called to suffer for Christ, you know, and there's the, the Catholic stereotype, right, of... I don't remember what it's called, but it's the suffering. Offered up. Yeah, right, offered yeah. up. Um,
0: yeah, what's that mean?
1: Yeah, it's a a new perspective on that, and I think that, like St. Jacinta did, you know, at a very young age, much younger than me, she offered up everything for the conversion of sinners, and Mm -hmm. I think that that could be something that we're all called to do in our own ways, and my way is just a little bit different.
0: So you find a purpose in the pain by offering it up.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That's profound.
1: Yeah, whenever I can, it's easier said than done, for sure.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, but it's something, right? Like, yeah. I mean, cause it, it, and, and for those who don't know this, this is a beautiful part of Catholic theology that a lot of our like, evangelical brothers and sisters don't dive as deep into, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that Jesus, uh, he, he, offered, he, he gives us all the grace we need on the cross, but He lets us do what He does by giving us this infinite warehouse of grace that He earned, that we couldn't earn, and letting us suffer with Him and as we offered up, draw from that for the salvation of the world. So we, we get configured to, to Jesus. Um, and that gives a purpose to it. Without that purpose, like I honestly, even other faiths, like we have a general faith in God without faith in a God who suffered specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they don't get completely depressed about their, their pain. Yeah. Because you need a, a purpose and direction for it.
1: It's that relatability, right? Like I can be joined to Christ through... My trials and my crosses, because he's there, right with me, in everything.
0: Dang, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Because it's easy for me to talk about that, honestly. Like I, I teach the faith, and I've talked about what you just said so many times that it it. that almost sounds like, um, you know, like here's a catechetical point that I'm making at a conference or whatever. When you say that and you're in it, it's completely different. Yeah. So thank you for that, for that witness thinking aj i want to hear your story brother like, okay what's, so, the, what's the struggle you're in the middle of
2: so i am currently paralyzed um from like the waist down it was like a i was in a tragic car accident so how long ago four months ago
0: only four months ago yeah <laughs> um so yeah. sorry i wouldn't I, like you you look pretty dang good for having thank been you. paralyzed four months ago thank you <laughs> i appreciate and, that and by really good i mean like you look happy
2: Oh yeah, I'm I'm very happy. I honestly believe that I was chosen for some reason. I probably don't know yet, but I honestly believe that I was chosen. Um, the night of my car accident, I was, so we got in the accident. I was pretty much like conscious the whole time kind of thing. And I was telling people, are you okay? Are you okay? And then I started touching my legs and I was like, there's no way that these don't work. Like, I just had soccer practice today. Like, I'm, I'm a soccer player. Like, and then I was like, there's no way these don't work. I started, like, punching him. I was, I was, I was really mad. And for 10 minutes of me doing that in the car, I was holding myself up. Because if not, my back would have probably just caved in at that point. Wow. Um, so I was holding myself up. And just 10 minutes of, I was sad and angry. Just saying my life is over pretty much. Because you're, you're you're an yeah. intense
1: soccer player. Yeah. Like you. you and
2: know. just with a snap of a finger, my, like everything just went away. Every single thing went away, and at that point, I knew yeah. I was gonna be okay.
0: And I had so a certain type of peace. While experiencing in that car, I can't feel my legs. I I uh, my life's over. All of a sudden. You just had like a sense that everything's going to be okay, like instantly. Yeah,
2: it was like it was, it almost felt like God sent, like I was crying and I, everything, and everything just went away, like instantly. You and, gotta be kidding me, dude. And that peace that I got, I still have till this day, it has not stopped. And I know this might sound <laughs> crazy, but <laughs> it does sound crazy, yeah. And sometimes I, I I might like talk like a little down on myself because I, I want to stay as, as humble as possible, but that piece is literally what I have today. And it kind of showed. Um, so when I went to the hospital, it was funny because in the car, when that piece happened, I was fine. I said, I'm going to be okay. They're going to take me out of the car, go to the hospital, probably, probably get surgery and I'm going to be okay. And they're like cutting my sweater to like take me out. And I was like, no, not my, uh, I was like, I was like, not my favorite sweater. And, um, and the person taking, uh, taking me out of the car was like, there's bigger things in life than just a sweater. So like, I was like, yeah. I had a lot of humor with it. Cause I feel like humor is good to have. Yeah. And, um, in the hospital, I went to the first hospital I, uh, I went to, they took me in and I don't remember anything about that hospital. Like at all. I do not remember a single thing. And, Um, I get there and the only thing I remember is I wake up my mom, my dad and, uh, father Rick, he's a, uh, priest. Amazing guy. Yeah. Um, he was at the bedside and he just got there. The doctor comes in and says, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, his spinal cord is severed and he's never going to walk again. And I was like, I kind of like woke up and I heard that. I was like, and I look at her and I was like, not even 1%. Like, come on, like just... Just give me 1%. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. And she said, nope, sorry, son. You're never going to walk again. And I told her and I, I looked at her and I said, well, I believe in miracles. And I know right now I'm probably not walking. My legs don't work. But yeah. I know that God chose me and I know that I'm going to walk again.
0: Let's pray, man. I, I want you guys <laughs> to pray that AJ walk again. Let's, let's like, believe in miracles. Man. Let's pray. Because honestly, for me... Um, let's say that happens if God wills that praise God, it'd be a great sign of his power.
2: Right? I, 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 I think I like, I, I know it's going to okay, happen. Okay. I'm going to hang on to that with you, man. <laughs> Good. Uh,
0: I gotta tell you though, for me, the bigger miracle, and this might sound cheesy, but I really mean this, um, is that peace that came upon you and is yeah. still with you. Uh, because I said, that sounds crazy. It's, it's just my, I, I, I believe a lot, right? Yeah. But there's obviously the fact that that would shock me that much shows a lack of, of, of faith. <laughs> it's like, that shouldn't sound crazy to me. Like of yeah. course, God moves. He came and showed up and the grace he promises us in the trials that we all fear. And by the way, I think we, we, we fear so much because he doesn't give us grace for things that aren't happening, right? So we're thinking of things that might happen, like worst case scenario, I get an accident, I'm paralyzed. Well, of course you're gonna be terrified when you're thinking of that, because God's like, yeah. I'm, I'm not there giving you grace because it's not happening. Yeah. But then it happens and you find yourself there. It's like, oh, he
2: showed up. And it happened 10 minutes after. Like, I was still in the car while it happened. Like, and I remember getting in the ambulance and I was like, can I just call my mom? And my mom, I called her and she was like, obviously worried. And I was like, like, I was like, hey, mommy. And she was like, "Um, AJ, what's wrong? Like, like, what happened? I was like, I just can't feel my legs. That's it. Jeez. And I was like, I was like, just come and just just come to the hospital and come see me, and everything's gonna be okay. Like God did this for a reason, and it's His plan, and everything's gonna be okay. That's incredible. Um, yeah.
0: Okay, so I, I want to ask here. Um, I mean, there's there's the redemptive suffering, right? That when you offer up your suffering and unite with Jesus' suffering on the cross, that He lets you experience doing what He did. So we, we have the power of prayer and the power of uh, of suffering, fasting offering up stuff you're going through in your daily life for a particular intention. The other redemptive part of suffering is that when you unite with Jesus, it changes you for the better, right? You either get bitter or better, right? There's those two radically divergent paths. Um, how, how do you, how has this made each of you better? Like, what is it you see in yourself that you like about yourself, not despite, but because of this? Um,
2: I would have to say that just like, I try to stay as humble as possible and like not really like think of myself and just kind of have a lot of humility. Yeah. Um, whenever I was in the hospital, I would go through horrible pains and all I would think about is Jesus on the cross. And every time I had pain, I'll I'll just think of Jesus on the cross and I had a rosary in my hand. I'll, I'll, I'll feel like, oh. like, um, the crucifix and all that stuff. And how did
0: that, how did that help? You know, for someone who's watching, who's like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get get why that makes it better.
2: Well, just because you're going through pain, and then I'm thinking of him on the cross, right? Him suffering. And I'm just like, my pain is nothing compared to what he went through. Mm. Like, why am I going to have a bad day or anything, like, just be in a bad mood or cry about it? Like, he went through way worse just for me. Mm. So why would I, like... There's my suffering is nothing compared to what he went through. So why would I, like, I have a purpose and I'm gonna do it. I can stop worrying about the suffering. It's gonna be okay.
0: I I love the saying that he didn't suffer so we, we wouldn't have to. He suffered so we would know how to. Yeah. You know. So you think of him doing it and and doing it worse. I mean, as far as the the worst pain, and then he showed us. He He wasn't up on the cross um, cursing his life. Yeah. To say, I'm going to follow you, Lord, right now. Yeah. I, I love that. I mean, I, this, again, this, a faith in a God who stayed on a throne, it doesn't help in a time like that. A faith in a God who loves us so much that he, when you want to say, where are you, God? He's right next to you on the cross saying, God, why have you forsaken me? So even then, he's right there yeah. showing us how to do it. Uh, so you thought of him with, you every, single, with you, I, you.
2: every single day in the hospital. Like every time I went through pain, just think of him. And it's funny, he shows like a lot of symbolism and a lot of different stuff. And um, it's funny how my accident, like it was like during Lent and all the suffering I went through was during the Lent season. And um, so I just felt him even more. Wow. And um, one of the things was like, like the way that he showed symbolism was on Holy Thursday, right? I had this really bad uh, problem going on with me, um, that every time I sat up, I would get really bad headaches, Mm -hmm. like super bad headaches. And, um, they told me I had a procedure the next day. So I had to stop eating and drinking at 12 o'clock that that night, um, Thursday night. So I had to stop eating and drinking. And they said, you're going to have the first procedure done. Like we're going to get you right away. I go. I wake up. There's nothing going on. And I'm like, okay. Like I'll wait. I guess I haven't drank or ate anything, so just a little bit of suffering on Good Friday, you know. Mm. And um, we keep going. We keep going. They take us in a room like around 11:30, and then we're in another waiting room. They finally take us in at 2:30, and um, my mom and dad ask, "When is this procedure going to be exactly done so we could be praying during yeah. that time?" And they said, "It's going to happen in 30 minutes."
0: Three o'clock hour, Good
2: Friday. And it's funny because. The procedure that they were doing they were gonna pierce my skin they had to go through my skin with like a needle and like take stuff out wow and take liquid out so it's funny because at three o'clock on Good Friday, I was like pretty much
0: pierced so so, so what you love about this what's brought out of you is deeper union with Jesus oh yeah yeah there's a there's a sacred space there that you only under into when you're in pain mm mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's crazy. How about you? How would you answer that question
1: I don't know I mean it's definitely made me more contemplative yeah. about the sufferings of Jesus and the sufferings of others and the saints. It's just made me a lot more aware of my surroundings. Mm. Um, and one of my favorite saints recently has been Saint. I can't say it cause it's like a G, but I don't know if it's said like a J, but okay. Saint uh, Gemma Galgani, Gemma, Gel- Gemma, Gemma Galgani. Yeah, Gemma Galgani. Uh, yeah. She was an Italian saint who suffered a lot and she, there's a diary that I've been reading, and it's really taught me how to be united to Christ with suffering and with, you know, days, when wow. you're like, what do you do with this, right? And yeah. you just take it to Jesus, you know, you're like, alright, this is what I have, and There's a purpose. Yeah, He has the ocean, you've got your little handful. Mm. But.
0: You know, I, I, I could have guessed your answer would be uh, that you're, it made you more contemplative, because I could, I, I could see that in you. I don't know if you're aware, that that's very apparent. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that uh, your suffering has made you conscious of, of yourself, of people around you, more of God, and that you walk through life with that kind of, can you, can you guys, can you see it? I'm not talking to the camera crew behind the camera. There's like a, she looks like she's walking around, but there's a, there's a, yeah, your contemplative soul in the world. It's really cool. <laughs>
1: Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, wow. Uh, when you guys struggle with the temptation of darkness or complaining, whatever, what do you do to stay joyful? What do you do to stay peaceful? What do you do do to stay that person that you see your suffering has made you? Like on a real practical level. Because there's people watching, everybody's got their own cross they're carrying, right? And and sometimes it's, one of the reasons it's good to highlight your stories is that that cross is probably not that you're constantly getting your hip dislocated just by taking a walk or that you're paralyzed. I'm still, I, four months ago. I mean, yeah. this is, I, I'm sorry, I just can't get over this. Like, I don't expect you just to be, like, reeling. No, yeah. Well, uh, when I
2: was in the hospital, like, there was a formal dance here at uh, at Ave. Yeah. And I was like, I told the doctors, I said, I have to leave this hospital. Like, I'm leaving and I'm, gonna the gonna, dance. and I'm going to show up at the dance the next day. So I left the hospital. <laughs> I left rehab the next day. I was at the formal dance.
0: My gosh. And I, just, I I had to. I just, yeah. So what's, what's one practical thing you do to, to keep that joy going and that peace going and the focus?
1: Uh, I carry my rosary with me everywhere. Like, it's in my bag over there right now. It's <laughs> yeah. just the one rosary. It's from Jerusalem. And I've had it for years. It's all worn and stuff. But I always carry it with me. And whenever I feel like something is not going the way that would be ideal. Right. I just hold it. And I just think, Jesus, this is for the conversion of sinners and for your heart. And wow. that's what I give it for.
0: My gosh. Incredible. How about Yeah. You?
2: So I would say, um, I don't do that, but I would say more, I know that there's a treasure in this. It's the treasure in suffering. And, um, I honestly believe every single time i go through something which to be honest like i probably once or twice but like my the, the the piece that i have helps me all the time wow and i'm just really like honestly like never worried like i it's really hard to explain but, and it's hard for me to comprehend sometimes but that piece has really helped me but when i do think of whenever i go through suffering i know i'm I'm actually happy i'm actually happy that i'm going through that suffering because he chose me. Like, he didn't, like, he, like, he chose me. So why would <laughs> I, awesome. why, why would I be, like, sad almost? And I know he chose me, and I, I'm actually happy he chose me.
0: Can I just say there's going to be some people watching this who are confused. Yeah, I know. Uh, because, uh, and I, I'll tell you what, grace is confusing. It is. It's just, it's overwhelming. It, it, it gives you a, a spirit that just doesn't make sense to people who don't have it. It's, it's like when you're looking at the outside of a church, and I can see a church outside that window, right? <laughs> Stained glass from the outside is like, it's dark and confusing and you go on the inside and it's like, whoa, this, is, this whole place is illuminated. Yeah. So I think the answer if you're watching this and you're confused is, especially if you're facing suffering, you, you just need to lean into your relationship with Jesus. Like pick up that rosary and pray. You, you have to become a person of prayer because there's no way from the outside of that to really process suffering in the right way. Yeah, I mean, I, there's just right, and and, and you can either get bitter or better when you face it. There's not much in between. And you guys have, uh...
2: and I would have to say, um, like a lot of people want to know, like the key to like like happiness, yeah, like yeah. the key to life. Like people go years without it, and they're like, what is it? What is it? And I'm happy to say, like I just turned 20, and I'm happy to say that I know what the key to happiness is. And it's, it's Jesus. Like, (laughs) like there's no other way around it. Like, and I've told my friends, I'm like, I like, you guys will live a happy life for the rest of your life. It is literally the key to happiness. Yeah. And it's him. Like it's, it's, it's literally as simple as that. That's
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote a book about living joy and Hey, they just happened to have it. (laughs) I love how, I'm sorry, I was just going to call it out. They, you put me up here, and I love that, that they have my book right next to Tom Monaghan's book on this. Um, and you know, I, honestly, like I, I wrote Nine Rules for Living Joy, and that it lands on Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But then I, it's almost like a bait and switch at the end. It's uh, showing that all the other things you're doing are actually, this is how Jesus lived, and you're following him. This is life yeah. a life of discipleship. Uh, outside, I, I just got I got nothing for you. Like I, I'd like to have made f- millions off this book by having some purely secular way to achieve joy, yeah. but there isn't one. There isn't. Like you can have you can have some happiness. I'm not I'm not saying that the human spirit's uh, uh, incapable of of any goodness or, or or joy in life. But ultimately, big picture kind of joy, when people are wandering through life without a sense of purpose, mm-hmm. inherent purpose that a God loves them. Uh, and gives meaning to life, even in, in suffering, because He went through it with us, before us. Uh, if you're lacking that, it, 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 you just can't go as deep as as, uh, as the Lord intends us to, with joy. So, um, yeah.
2: wait, wait, Can I say one more thing? Yeah, buddy, I'm not going to cut you like, off, man. Yeah. It's yeah. like I have like this little story. Um, like one of the main reasons why I know I'm going to walk is because I felt it that night, and I was like. I know i'm gonna walk like everything's gonna be fine but it's funny because so here's just like a, a quick story it's kind of like almost like a miracle to me that i yeah. kind of happened um so my aunt she works at a bank and there was this um lady that she didn't even know um she went to the bank maybe like once a month but my aunt's a bank manager so her office is all the way in the back yeah and some lady just walks into the room and she's like, I'm having back pain. I'm, I'm having lower back pain and I can't feel my legs. And my aunt is like, come have a seat. Like, is everything okay? Is everything okay? And she sits down and she asks my aunt, she's like, do you know somebody that's paralyzed? Because I'm feeling pain. And wow. my aunt is like, what? Like, well, like, what are you saying? And she was like, yeah, he was in a very tragic car accident. Wow. And my aunt is like, just starts crying at that point. She's like, sh- and then she's like saying, the person that you love, loves this person, which my mom was really close to my aunt. My, my mom like loved yeah, me. Yeah. And pretty much she, she goes, I have this gift. And yeah. So she was like, I got it. And I just have this gift and I, I feel people's pain and I feel like, that's incredible. That's like, incredible. This and he says, she said, don't worry. Like his faith is going to save him. And
0: wow. Prophetic man. The
2: way that it's gonna happen is that he's gonna wake up one night and feel his toes and have the urge to go use the restroom and go use the restroom. And my aunt was just like, "Okay, oh. we're claiming that man. Let's, plan- let's and, claim it." And pretty much, yeah. I asked the Carmelite yeah. sisters at, uh, at my high school, yeah. and they said it's just God like reassuring you. And I always wondered why did God choose my aunt? Right, mm. ten years ago, she um, she lost her faith completely. Her son died uh, in a car accident, and she lost her faith. Mm. And after this whole thing happened, she called me. She says, AJ, like, my faith is, like, stronger than ever. Like, like oh, thank you so much. Oh, praise God. And it's funny. I know why God chose her now. About, like, three weeks ago, she passed away. Wow. So God chose her to pretty much save her before her time Incredible, was like, man. here on Earth.
0: Dude. Before we wrap, I just want to give you guys each, you know, 30 seconds someone was just diagnosed with with a terminal illness or with a suffering that they're gonna have to bear for a very long time and they're struggling. What would, just again, 30 seconds maybe, what would each of you say to that person right now? Just look straight at the camera, look at that person.
2: So what I would say is just keep your faith strong and I promise you if you do everything through him, his plan is perfect and just, live your life and have fun and just be happy and just have your faith and like I said earlier like the key to happiness is Jesus Christ himself and Hmm. I honestly believe I honestly believe that like firmly and what I what so pretty much what I would say is just keep your faith strong and just think of suffering and think of Jesus and it would help
0: I I promise praise God what is what would you say
1: I mean the Lord taught us how to pray but he also taught us how to suffer so take both of those and build your life around them and yeah if you can stay focused on the cross that he's given you not as a physical suffering but as a spiritual win um, and it's hard it's not it's, it's not easy but the Lord is good and he works in mysterious ways even when it's the worst thing that you can imagine
2: but. and also I'll be praying for you
1: yes absolutely praise god
0: you guys thank you so much for sharing this and thank you like Jesus Jesus showed us how to walk through life you guys are showing us how to walk through life uh, so I'm really grateful and Ave Maria my gosh you guys produce some stellar students what man praise the lord uh, thanks for watching you guys make sure you like and subscribe, and if you want to keep this ministry going, go to reallifecatholic.com, become a missionary of joy to support this work, and so we can give more good stuff to the world. You may have caught on already that this show is a little different every week. Sometimes I'm in a field at World Youth Day filming with my smartphone, sometimes I'm sitting down in in an interview with some people, but one thing that every episode has in common is that it's about you living the life that God created you for, finding the joy that he made you for, even in the midst of hard times and trials, And just highlighting you and empowering you to share your your faith and join the Lord with the world. So we love you. We'll see you next time.